0: Let's go down to the urban homestead, Pasadena by the freeway. Right down there on the urban homestead, Jules and his family are working away. Come on down to the farm in the city, back to the future, back to the plan. Right down there on the urban homestead, loving the life back into the land. Oh, oh, help the garden grow, singing, oh. Welcome to the the Urban Urban Homestead Radio. Radio.
1: We are are your hosts,
2: Annie, Justin, Jordan. Joining us for another episode um, of this podcast um, we're excited that we're going to be having a lot of fun hopefully um, with upcoming guests uh, musicians sharing stories answering questions and including live shows as well so um, we've had some questions from people this week and uh, first one came from Sophia from Eagle and she says dear Dervais family my name is Sophia I'm um, eight years old. My brother and I want to grow edible mushrooms. Can we come and visit your home to get ideas? So, Justin, I think maybe you should take that one and tell us about our
1: mushroom... Experience, experience. or failure. Yeah. 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 Well, we tried, like tried several years ago, we started with the mushroom kit and we were pretty successful with the kits. So, and then eventually, we. Thought we'd try to get bigger and get a bunch of horse manure and containers, and we turned the basement into a semi mushroom farm. and Unfortunately, we failed miserably. Um, but it's something we learned something and we'd like to t- pick it up again. It was either we I think made we some got mistakes. Some mushrooms, we got some mushrooms, mm-hmm. but in terms of the time and the space.
3: Mm-hmm. The replanting of it is
1: hard. Yeah, so we bought like a couple hundred pounds of spawn and mm-hmm. all that other stuff. And
3: it grows, and then you have to replant yeah. it. it. was
1: it was an educational experience <laughs> but we we failed and we'd like to try it again but um, the easiest thing to do is start with the mushroom kit and go from there.
2: Alright Jordan I think you have a question about chickens. So one of the questions I got
3: was this is a common question I get. would like to get a couple of hens but are worried about our cat and the neighborhood cats. Um, There has never been uh, any instance of a cat killing a chicken. They can kill young chickens, like little babies and and young pullets. Um, Most cats are terrified of chickens. Chickens are very, very brave, and they will charge any neighborhood cat. So the most the predators of your neighborhood would be your local hawk, um, sometimes possums, your raccoon, and your neighborhood dog. But cats, cats don't kill um, chickens unless it's like, you know, a rare instance. But everybody I've talked to and and has raised chickens for a long, long time, um, your neighborhood cat is not a problem for raising chickens past a certain age. Once a full-grown hen, most hens will charge a a cat and defend the place, and cats just avoid them like the plague. So you really really won't have a problem.
2: All right, Justin, I have another question from... It's Tony um, on Instagram, he says um, all his lettuces taste horrible, but the rabbit, the rabbits seem to enjoy them, so I assume his wild rabbits
4: I
1: think
3: wild, wild ones, yeah. I think he's
2: losing them to the wild rabbits. So what do you think what would make his uh, lettu- lettuces bitter? So,
1: uh, the soil or an irriga- and irregular irrigation uh, they require a decent amount of moisture and if you don't do it right they will and the temperature is wrong they will mm-hmm. turn bitter mm-hmm. really quick mm-hmm. um, we don't seem to have that issue but a lot of people do because of the soil or watering
2: mm-hmm. or it can turn really hot and then they. And the
1: other things the temperature it's out of your control in summertime they go bitter really fast when they start bolting mm-hmm. so if you pick them young you should be able to eat them they're less bitter um, as soon as they start going to seed they'll get a pretty strong
2: so, yeah. so, so justin what are you um this week what are you doing in the garden like what succession planting so what's coming out what's what are you harvesting what's what's coming out of the garden and what's going in
1: well i'm a little behind because of everything that's happened um trying to transfer over to summer crops planted a couple of beds of basil um, but the salad greens look so good it's kind of hard to take them out right now so um, potting up some tomatoes and cucumbers, and then turning over the g- yard to the summer veggies. It's, it's almost May, mm-hmm. so we gotta. A uh,
2: First tomato probably around Fourth yeah,
1: of July. Gonna, uh, uh-huh. Yeah, it's gonna be the year's all messed up. We're probably at least a month behind, but yeah. it's gonna be a while. Yeah, so. But yard looks so good.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, we got uh, a lot of rain, so that helped.
1: Yeah. And the yeah. salad mix is our cash crop, so yeah. we can hang on to them as mm-hmm. much as, as mm-hmm. long as possible.
2: And the farm but, box, farm box program, everybody's liking the farm box program. Yeah, there's going to
1: be a gap between the, the spring and the summer stuff, because obviously what happened mm-hmm. and things. So, um, we're trying to stay in business and transfer at the same time. But, yeah, um
2: so it's called seasonal, so you're not going to get, there's like, we call in transition yeah, between. probably
1: ah. be two probably two months before any any summer crops Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, unfortunately
2: and jordan what's how the how the animals doing and the chickens and Um, the ducks
3: i'm concerned about all the i think we've had chickens since 2001 and uh, from experience raising chickens on the same amount same piece of land regularly we do take out the soil uh, in the spring and in the fall um, every at least twice a year so once in the sp- spring once in the fall we take all the soil out and we put it in the compost and that way it gives the the chickens you know fresh ground to stay on because if you raise chickens on the same ground over and over every year it it has it produces bacteria in the soil that can lead to things like coccidiosis or mites um, we have to dust our chickens with diatomaceous earth because it's spring which means the, the mites can come out. Uh, we usually don't have a problem with the mites except that we've had chickens for a long time and the more you raise chickens on the same mountain probably more that um, you can have reoccurring problems. So one of the things I have to do is uh, with the wet winter with, with the wet winder, winter, and having gotten behind on work um, I'm probably going to have to uh, transfer the chickens to a little bit you know out in a, like a run for a while and, and Really clean the the, the existing area compound very well the compound yeah. um, air it out let the sun beat the soil um, treat the soil with diatomaceous earth to get all the cocksdysis out and the mites and anything not that they have a problem but it's just uh, proactive um, and that's on my mind because I know I'm at that risk point where I haven't actually um, I got behind in work so, um, so that and give the good scrubbing down to the coop um, Anytime, you know. You could raise chickens like for the first five years and everything's great, but doing it over and over again for like the last 15 years, you have to take more and more precautions every time. Mm-hmm. Um, also, some of our chickens and ducks are getting old, and so understanding that the cycle of life is happening with that, so I'm keeping my ear open to any um, chickens out there that need homes i've been uh, adopting chickens that people cannot take in so that's young chickens yeah young chickens so that's kind of like on my mind is um keeping the flock healthy and mm-hmm. uh, bringing bringing um you know fresh new flocks and i have uh some chickens out of ten this is so mm-hmm. lucy and estella there mm-hmm. they're doing really yeah they're broody, well. yeah. <laughs> they're
2: broody.
3: <laughs> um so i mean i've been happy with them but we have to treat you know any existing problems that might come up you now Okay,
2: so me, what have I been doing? Drowning on the fruit. (laughs) Uh, Got strawberries, so I have to make jam. Um, I almost sold out of my jams, right? Pretty much, people always come in to get the jam. So I've been making jam, blueberry, blueberry lemon thyme, blueberry sage, strawberry. Um, So trying to get ahead of the, the, the fruit, stay on top of that. Um and cleaning up. Cleaning up is and, and, and organizing a homestead is a challenge because you have so much stuff storage, that you get storage. Supplies. Yeah. And you need all the stuff. But it's you know, keeping on top of it, keeping the feed, putting in the new feed comes in, putting that in bins, taking, you know, your meads. Manage- oh yeah, I was the doing meads. the meads today. Yeah. I was
3: looking at all the wines and the meads I've had. Yeah.
2: Cleaning the refrigerators. Re-cleaning the
3: refrigerators. Mm,
1: so that's yeah. The plastic uh, covers. Oh, all the, right. covers, the
3: low covers, the plastic and... rain mm-hmm. covers. Yeah. All that we had a windstorm off? for what, seven days? No, a couple of days. Couple of days? Yeah. yeah, the wind kind of dried out. What did it do to the plants, it wouldn't?
1: Yeah, it just blow dry everything, so been watering.
2: Knocked down
3: some stuff. Yeah, everything's like parched, so Justin has to water everything. By hand. By hand. Yeah. <laughs> so the wind, wind dried out some stuff. Um, but yeah, like I, I was doing the meads and, and the wines and had to look at those, because mm-hmm. it's been a while since I looked at them. I got behind in that as well and... Mm-hmm.
2: Catching up. Or catching, catching up. And up. Mm-hmm. then,
3: but then when you empty out, you have the empty bottles. Cleaning them. You have to clean them and store them. And then I'm like, <laughs> oh, when am I going to put those now? So, it's storage. Back to storage. It's always, it's a feat, uh, it's a... What's
2: and an keeping it? the homestead clean and organized so that, you know... You can find everything. Can find, because you don't spend half your time looking for stuff and you can get to work faster oh, like justin fast. said
3: the plastic row covers uh-huh. you have to fold them uh-huh. and put you them in a box you only yep. need them a couple times a year you so. fo- but you can't just like let them go water them into the corner you mm-hmm. have to put them away because you're going to need
2: them come the one center. thing i have to figure out those wired things I, ha- I was like gotta figure the out a better house, way. Yeah. You know, the hoop house things thinking of building a thing with arms you um, mean you know so you don't stab yourself and yourself <laughs> and walk yeah. into the, the plastic
1: thing that yeah the, no those lo- things
2: if you if you build something like with an arm sticking out, then you can hook them over almost like a hanger. And that way they're not like they're all twisted everywhere. and they're all linked, all one thing without. <laughs> they you know. are everywhere.
3: They're everywhere. <laughs> that, it's like ridiculous. That and the trellises. <laughs> are the proud, trellises yeah. are everywhere. <laughs>
4: yeah. And
2: then um, keeping a uh, top of compost. Oh, we want to um, revitalize our worms because got behind in that. So want to kickstart that, maybe move them to a different place. Oh, the to do list is immense. We got. Just, you know, this even 30 years on one place, it's, you know, maintenance and upkeep and, and continuing maintenance and, the ma- ma- and, and maintenance, maintenance and upkeep and maintenance and upkeep and sweeping and sweeping and sweeping and <laughs> <So,
3: that's laughs> <bad>. sweeping and sweeping and sweeping and then finding the broom and yeah. then sweeping,
2: <laughs> keeping it tidy because <laughs> <laughs> a tidy homestead is a happy homestead. Well, people, they,
3: they come to the yard and they think it's like mm-hmm. automatically like this. It's like, no, it's it's not the garden. Oh, you must spend a lot of time in the garden and planting. Meeting. It's like half the time is not the garden. Half the time is maintaining everything. Mm-hmm. It's the maintenance and the chores and the keeping it nice and clean. Box. Yeah, cleaning up after farm box or, like I said, putting things away, cleaning the jars after you use them. Because
1: you,
2: you store them and then they just crud at the bottom and...
1: Yeah, after, the meat, don't yeah, yeah, just
2: everything. Everything is just, and then the kitchen after canning, <laughs> fruit everywhere. It's, uh, it's
3: the cleanup that yeah. is. Is it takes up a lot of time? Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. no, but um, but people are ha- and people are happy with the farm box program. That's in the fifth year is a customized farm box program even though it's more work for Justin and us to pick a customized mix they're happier yeah. customers and so more concentrating on that than the front porch farm stand is kind of concentrating on the farm box program
1: so. yeah and also we work with two other farms to bring in stuff yeah, so partner, grow,
2: yeah so partnering, so partnering with a, a, a bread local bread lady cu- coffee. couple and um, local coffee. honey suppliers coffee. and yeah coffee and and farm, two farm yeah, two other farms, a so yeah. one, so, uh, We
1: yeah. still, we still have an issue with supplies, I'll I'll yeah. talk louder.
2: Yeah, I can hear you. <laughs> talk
1: louder. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're having issues, and then we still have an issue with fruit. We hope it will be a good year.
2: What is Gabriel saying? Is it going to be a good year? Uh,
1: he doesn't like how the avocados are looking. Well, Jane
2: said it was a short thing, two yeah. weeks. That was it. He said
1: he got a thousand pounds off this one tree a couple of years last year. and Now it says about thirty pounds.
2: Yeah.
1: So, but the so even the rain, looked,
2: even the rain didn't help. No,
1: but the apricot looks good, but the mm-hmm. fig doesn't. I don't know why. The figs already got figs on it. It's mm-hmm. about two months out, so it's kind of weird. But weird. the apricot is loaded. Oh. We'll see how we'll see what happens. But the fig tree looks messed up for some reason. Yeah. So. Something's off. The guavas are blooming like crazy And blackberries are coming in There's some blackberries on the fence mm-hmm. So you can mm-hmm. put some in jam whatever. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And we're Thrilled to see the positive response On all our Social media sites About the podcast coming up So you can spread the word on that That'd be great um, Launch date is June 13th So um, a couple of days before Father's Day because Um again this was an idea that dad had for a while and we have for a while that we would have an old-time radio show with homestead stories and guests and speakers and and musical performances so that's um, happy to see that grow forward on that um, so speaking of the podcast <clears throat> I was at a
3: friends event at Doc Wilder State Beach and she it was her church group and they were having something and so I'm just sitting there because I, I don't know the other people, but I was there for my friend and got approached by the, the pastor of the church. He's like, I know you. Like, I don't know you. And I'm like, he's like, I was just reading about your podcast. And I was just like, oh, okay. You know, so he was like, we're really excited to hear about that. And I'm like, okay, cool. He's like, never, never, never met him before. He he's like, I was just on your website this week ago. huh? Wasn't no, they, 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 they moved, but... Um, yeah, so, so I was just, out. I was standing on the beach, you know, watching the waves, and then this guy approached me, he's like, I know you. I was like, <laughs> And oh, so he was God. like, I was just on your website. And he called his wife over. She was like, yeah, I was just learning all about your website. I was on there. I'm really, really excited. Oh, they, oh, just so excited. And they introduced me all around. And, and so his wife makes, like, orbos stuff, and she's looking for a source of Orbs. I'm like, you want Orbs? Come get them. <laughs> yeah, we got loads of lavender,
2: <laughs> roses. Yeah, because
3: uh, I was telling her how I, we pick and then we pick like the oregano down to the to the bottom, and I was like, "We only use this much," and I was like, "We throw away all no, not throw away, we compost, compost the rest." And she was just like, "Really?" I was like, "Come and get them." It was the pastor's wife, and I was like, right. "Just come and get them." So I thought it was pretty so. funny, you know. So I was just sitting there at the beach and my own business. That <laughs>
1: happened. So I had one lady from the farm, box mm-hmm. program. A French lady, you know, Amy or something. He said, looking forward to the podcast, who's going to be on it? I was like, us? I don't know what else to say. Us? <laughs> I hope that was good enough. She was excited, so. We'll see how it goes.
4: <clears throat>
3: yeah, but people with the, um, the duck eggs. This, we've been getting a lot of duck egg orders. Was it new people? or mm-hmm. No, same?
1: I mean, this week, yeah, this week yeah. we got some.
3: But it we uh, we raise the ducks and the chickens on um, organic feed. It's it's soy free, but it's not corn free. But it's uh, when it's organic. When it's organic, is it corn corn free now? It's okay, corn free. it's corn free now. No <laughs> wonder the cost went up. <laughs> it's about 40, 37 dollars for forty pounds. How much is it?
1: yeah it's about a dollar a pound but it's about
3: yeah a so we pay um we try to supplement the greens um with the greens from the garden and the chickens they get a lot of kitchen waste they get a lot of garden waste and then this cafe sometimes i walk out. i'll bring back some of their waste and give to the chickens so we try to give them as much organic you know extra food as as possible but one of the things about raising chickens in, in the city is um it's hard to find the right amount of protein so you can give them greens, you can give them you know, kitchen scraps, but protein has to be you know, like 18% or 16% sometimes. And when you raise chickens on the same property, they find every bug on the property. And there's not much left. So um, we, supplement, we supplement their garden waste diet with um, organic chicken feed. So it's corn-free, soy-free, organic, so it means it's GMO-free. You know, like it's like thirty-seven dollars for forty pounds, and that gives you uh, um, a really insight into when you buy the dollar ninety-nine eggs from the store. You understand number one, the chickens are not humanely raised; they're probably you know uh, living two years of their life before they're slaughtered, um, and they're probably eating you know high uh, arsenic foods, which means it fills up the chickens. Um, and, and doesn't give them the protein it just lets them lay. So our prices reflect what we're giving our chickens. So we, we do sell we do sell eggs at, at a good market um, price. And you know people when, when you actually sit down and tell them exactly why these eggs are priced the way they are because the, the, the chickens are allowed to live out their lives. They don't they're not slaughtered. Um, they lay eggs when they want to not because we demand it from them. So for a chicken to lay an egg it's like the equivalent of pain and stress of a woman giving birth to a nine-pound baby. So when you make a chicken lay an egg it just completely depletes their body and then you make a lay an egg and they deplete their body. So we let them, their bodies recover and um, we consider the eggs gifts rather than requirements. And uh, so you know, when people call and they ask about the chickens and, you know, how we raise them, you know, you give them that story. They have it, they have names, and they're humanely raised, and the feed is some of the top-quality feed. So, you know, you have to actually reflect that. And people, you know, you can get those dollar yeah, eggs.
1: about uh, Clementine? How long was Clementine,
3: Clementine yeah. Um, yeah, my, one of my oldest live chickens. She she lived 10, 11 years. Clementine? Yeah, she was, she was, was a good... Was that
1: the one that you had to take off the nest? What
3: was the one? Yeah, that's a story for a long time. when like, I We hold chicken podcast, the stories of the, the chicken. I'm, I'm trying to avoid not to get into chicken right stories. here because I'll chicken be here stories. for like hours. It's a funny so, story though. It's, it's a, a, a great story. story. Um,
2: we can have a chicken podcast. Yeah, just all the chicken stories. It's like we don't have cable, we have chickens. Um, but I was just talking about
3: how we pay about um, $37 for 40 pounds of feed. Mm-hmm. And so because it's high quality, mm-hmm. you know, top top dollar. So when you raise chickens and you see how much it costs to actually make healthy chickens, then you go to like some little dollar store and you get $1.99 eggs, it's kind of like you have to sit there and think for a bit and say, how is that possible?
2: What Mm -hmm. exactly are they being fed? Or how they're being raised—not mm-hmm. even just being fed. How are they being treated, and mm-hmm. in, in just in, in, in their cafo? Yeah, changes? it's more like more like machines. Yeah, I, I, people mm-hmm. treat anima- um,
3: chickens like but machines. But uh, the
1: duck eggs are because people are allergic to chicken eggs, right? Yeah.
3: yeah. So we have we have chi- we have duck eggs. So our, du- um, our ducks are land ducks, they're not water ducks. Um, one of our policies that we adhere to is we try not to um, do anything artificial. So even though I love ducks. I would not get a duck because I could not provide it with the pond environment until I learned there was such a thing called a land duck. And I was like, Great, I can do that. So we got we got involved in ducks. These are ducks that don't need a lot of water. They actually don't like to have pond. Um so we, we we raised ducks and we found out that duck eggs are alkaline in the body. They don't they they don't make your body acid. So a lot of people who have uh, cancer are health problems, they would eat duck eggs to realign the body on, on alkaline levels. And one of the most interesting things I found was that people who are allergic to chicken eggs can eat duck eggs. So one gentleman, I think he grew up, I think when I met him, he was what,
2: 40-something. must have been, he said 20 years or something. Yeah,
3: 20 years. He never had anything with eggs in it. And so we made him what brownies with mm-hmm. duck eggs. <laughs> he was just so happy. Yeah. yeah, he was just like almost in tears mm-hmm. because he could actually eat something with egg. And the duck eggs, you can eat duck eggs if you're actually allergic to chicken eggs. So we have a lot of people with allergies
1: or... That's how we got started. Yeah, that's people, how those family approached us, their kids were...
2: Autistic or something?
1: The kids were allergic to awesome. chicken yeah. eggs. I'm and so, so they said, do we have duck eggs? And so mm-hmm. they would have to make two separate meals, one for the kid and one for them. Well, everybody could eat duck eggs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's basically this, use it the same way.
3: Yeah, duck eggs are used the exact same way. Um... They you, they, you can replace everything, chicken eggs with duck eggs. The only thing is they have more album, which more egg white. So everything you bake with them is a little bit more loftier, richer. Um, it has, and one thing is that because the egg white's a little thicker, if you hard boil them, just a little bit less, like one minute less. Or if you scramble them, just a little bit less because they're a little bit thicker. But otherwise, you can make everything the same. With duck eggs as with chicken eggs, and nobody would know the difference. Well, we have ducks that are not gamey tasting. Mm-hmm.
2: You didn't tell Yeah. You didn't
3: tell me like some Muscovies can have a gamey taste uh, in their duck eggs, but we have Welsh uh, harlequins and khaki campbells, and their eggs are very mild tasting.
2: Mm-hmm. Made lemon curd with eggs this week. Lady comes. I, yeah, I did. I did a mix actually. I did duck eggs and chicken eggs, and you know she just loves the curd. Has you know claims of the best curd. Yeah.
3: Ever. One of the things is that we've gotten um, one of our pastry chefs that had a restaurant. She once got accused of adding coloring to her cakes because she was using our eggs Mm -hmm. and they were bright yellow so they're like I thought you did everything naturally Mm -hmm. you color your cakes and she was like I'm not coloring my cakes it's it's pure sunshine you know (laughs) because our eggs are bright orange bright yellow so when you make things with them they're really bright and you can get accused of coloring your your cake and she was
2: like no I didn't just get fresh eggs so and then we shared the picture of what the backyard looks like on our website and blog and social media sites. And it was good to see people, they're posting, you know, they they were inspired and posting pictures of their garden. So. Today? Um, no, how does your garden grow? You know, so. Was that last week? It was last week, but people were like, you're inspiring me and here's my garden, here's my garden. So it was great to see people you know, and post pictures of their garden and you know, what they're doing. So I think they're just, some people are just coming out of, I mean, it's just early spring for them, so. We're, a little, you know,
1: we'll thirty three hundred sixty-five. I know it's like some people still get snow. Uh, yeah. a,
2: that's another thing. It's like we have growing season all year round. There's no really downtime. Yeah, downtime. But We're it's definition. not as not
3: as easy as people make it out to be, though. I
2: know, I know.
3: it's not. People say, oh, you live in California. It's just so easy to grow there. Nothing and it's out. like, yeah. no, it's not, because it's, it's yeah. semi-arid. It's it's desert almost. Yeah. It's, it's, mm. it's not as it's not really the land of milk and honey. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And let's so see what else. What do you got?
1: Picks up the car list. <laughs> Justin's,
2: Justin's jotting down to do lists as he yeah. talks, because, like I said, never ending. The biodiesel. That's what he's got. He's uh, got that going on. I have again. so much lists. It's unbelievable. I have lists on top of lists on top of lists.
3: Lists well, here, yeah, we compare list here because i'll bring out my, my notebook list is, better, the longer than your <laughs> is it no <laughs> <laughs> those are the things i have to do the things i need to do the things i want to do
2: and i, I wish down. i could
3: do and i'll never ever do <laughs> not have time of the day there's a notebook for each of those lists <laughs> mm, so. anything else let's see what else is going down
2: the weather we've had nice weather
4: yeah, it's yeah, we're dry
2: maybe, dry Yeah, really dry. And so maybe rain next week,
4: hopefully. Is it?
2: Possibly 40%, I think they said. That's mm, that. We're going to have to get all that stuff out. Oh, in the backyard? Yeah. Yes. And I, we were actually thinking, because the, the, the wind cracked the plastic, because mm-hmm. they're yeah. so old. We're like, oh, we'll take it down, because it's going to be mm-hmm. a thing, then, then just like, no, it's going to rain. So.
3: Yeah, I know, and I'm going to have to move all that stuff. I know. So,
2: we're yeah. now accepting volunteers now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> are we? I know. No.
2: A lot to do.
3: We're oh, just looking for someone... Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'll keep out of that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't oh, and what we even see? In cooking, what we've been... I did, like I said, when the greens are young, we made that dish with the Indian food. That was pretty good. With a little turmeric and garlic. You enjoy what that. Right? It I, I, I stir fried the mustard and I stir fried the. Yeah,
1: well, all our pit. stuff is small. I know, so.
2: but it's really good. Just simple, simple dish like that. It's really good. Well,
3: we have to pick a um, order this week about. Oh yeah, that's right.
2: So all that bouquet.
3: Yeah. So one of the things that's interesting is um, Justin can talk about this a little bit. Is Dad was when he would do the salad he was very particular about you know making a salad parfait. So the greens were very baby, very delicate, um, you know, like greens, like microgreens. greens He always like had this, like nothing above this, because otherwise it would tasted different. Um, so de- and then so, de- but then you miss, you don't have that much salad, and things grow. So, did Dad develop the saute mix? Yeah, I think it did. so. We did the saute mix where we bundle these greens into. Um, like a mix of greens to sell to the restaurants and I've always thought they were beautiful because we do all like these purple kale, purple mustard, and like they look like
2: bouquets.
3: They'll be beautiful. I think we have photographs of them. And so this lady uh, approached us and she wants to do these uh, fundraiser things. So she's doing these edible bouquets and I just went in the backyard and picked a sautéed mix and I put it in front of her and she's like, that's what I'm looking for. I'm like, yep, I know because that's, that's on Thursday
1: or Wednesday?
2: Thursday. I mean, yeah. I've always thought they were beautiful. And you then know? you just pick 12 pounds of salad on Friday for and that. Yeah,
1: Twenty, twelve 12 for that one lady and, and then 20, 8 for the country club.
2: Yes, yeah, so 20 pounds of salad you picked oh, on one Friday. On one day. Yeah, so. so almost that lady, she comes back. It's the fourth year for
1: her yeah, church. Yeah, every year she comes, yeah, she comes
2: back. Comes back.
1: Salad. She says, sorry about your dad and gave me a hug. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't chat because there was some other people there. But. All right,
2: that's right. we New um, And then we have rose petals. For the ice cream that pickup order this week, mm-hmm. another er, another edible flower lady contacted us.
1: Yeah, yeah. she's making some sort of dessert. Oh, yeah. oh no, she's
2: making these cheese, the cheese, the like cheese balls with edible oh, flower for flowers. Oh, flowers, yeah. Like but I mean, when we had our
3: farm to table meals and we would do uh, just when we put the bouquets on the table, uh-huh. we always put greens and veggies in them, oh, and the people food. never, you know, it was didn't have to be just
2: flowers because mm-hmm. the some of the the leaves are just beautiful in itself. So yeah, that's right. So last week was New Horizon School, our neighbor on three sides. On three sides <laughs> uh, finally had their Peace Garden dedication that we went to check out. And Yeah, they and, said
3: dad was their inspiration in, and yeah, so, the talk.
2: Yeah, so um you mentioned did, yeah, they mentioned yeah. us and then they mentioned Gordy and myself for doing the after school to Table program with the kids. So
1: were the kids all there? The kids the were all there.
2: The kids were all there. Um, yeah, it, it turned out beautiful. Um,
1: they did a lot of work. They did them. a
2: lot of work, and yeah. they got you know they got grants for it, so that helped you know push them over. Get, they got. I was jealous of their shed.
1: <laughs> you got eleven thousand dollars to take out the grass. <laughs> oh, so.
2: beautiful! Oh my god, I love yeah. that shed. And so, I don't know. I but um, yeah, so they will be a fourth year doing the farm to table with those kids. Our last class with the kids is in May, um, and then we wrap up a whole another year of farm to table. Two
1: weeks? in two weeks. Yeah, right? in
2: two weeks, I'll be. Our, I mean, they stop they stop school in June, but that'll be the last class with them. So what's the classes we we teach? We do edible flower. One? I have 13
3: sessions. Yeah, edible flower. We teach them how to um, make soups.
1: Chickens. Then we Ch-
2: do chickens, chickens. Bees. Bees. Mm-hmm. Um, I have it all right now. Oh, a fermenting I know. Um, jam and things like that. So just
1: uh, tap away there. So. Um,
2: oh, it was. Um, oh, it was the, er- the the favorite one is the um, herbal treasure hunt. Yeah. We it found was. out that we would try to do these classes and mix them with like something to
3: eat and something in learn And but there was a couple classes like dying with food products that we didn't really make anything to eat. It was like a mini riot, and the kids showed up. They're like, "What are we gonna eat?" We're just Can like, "Can we eat these berries? Can we eat, it? Can we eat this?" And I was just like, "Oh, I guess we're gonna have to feed these kids every time." So now so every class. every class has something to eat, based from the class. So I think the the dying with the edible, you know, food products kind of got pushed food to the d- side. Dying. Yeah, food dying because there wasn't enough stuff to eat. We just saw these kids like, like sucking fabric,
2: and <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was just like okay you know, they smash berries like can we eat yeah can we you just think can we eat this can, i mean you teach can we eat that? okay remember so no, the
1: ones they said they don't eat salad except when they come here remember
2: oh yeah no the kids they were only they polished up the last class we had it was edible, edible flowers, flowers and, and salad, salad make- they they ate three i saw some of them eat three plates of salad they're like this is the best salad ever um and then the, then at yeah, the end and of the year parents- we have this at the end of the school year we have this
3: Everybody, oh. Every kid brings something they have learned from the class uh-huh. to a dinner okay. or lunch, mm-hmm. yeah. like a little Pot after-school lunch-ish. lunch, potluck. Yeah. So every kid brings something from the class they have made. Um, so mm-hmm. that, like one girl would bring the soup she learned from the class and the mm-hmm. one brings the biscuits. And there was a brother of one of the kids that came to um, our class and we had our salad because we all say we'll bring the salad and we have the salad. So we bring the salad and I just watched this little boy, he just granted it, big bowl of salad, went to the corner, from, ate it came back, filled it up again, went to the corner I saw him go about like four or five he times. You didn't put anything on it? No? Nothing. nothing. And I just like watching this kid the whole time and I saw his mom come in and I said, is that your son? She's like, yeah. so does he eat salad? She goes, no.
2: And I'm just like, look at him. <laughs> and she just it's thought like, it was the greatest thing. He just like holds you know, a salad. who were saying that they went on and on about the lavender cookies. Were you there? At the yeah. New Horizon? Mm-hmm. Who was that? They said that the girls went on and on about the lavender cookies mm-hmm. we had last week mm-hmm. and that they want to make it. They went
1: on and on. So So you, you have great. two more classes and they make the. Oh that's remote. right. We have
2: the yeah official teaching class and then just the free-for-all hang out, eat, bring like that, for bring what you something learned. Yeah, you learned, that you made. And then we have a couple people kids that have taken the class two uh, two, two years. years in a row. Mm-hmm. This you know like same class, but they still well, I was so it.
3: proud of the I was so proud of the the, the student that after we did this education with the chickens because what we say is, one of the the children's classes we teach about chickens is most chickens live their lives on an eight by eleven square foot piece of paper. So square inch, yeah, square inch. Sorry, eight by eight by eleven square inch piece of paper. Or a, eight by eleven inch. Yeah, yeah. Eight by eleven inch. inch sorry, yeah. and so we mark the equivalency out in in, the, in a in a cage. We have these foldable cages. Human, the human equivalent. We put the kids in there. And we say, live like four years of your we life said, like that.
2: We, say, we said, lift your arm, sit mm-hmm. down. They couldn't.
3: Yeah. So we, we, you know, show them what a chicken lives a life in and say, live your whole life there, which is about four years of a laying chicken's life. And you could see things, you know, turn on in their head. And so one of the girls later told me she went outside a CAFO, mm-hmm. she went outside an egg industry farm. With the, recorder. For the with
2: the first her science project for,
3: and with the air quality monitor or something and she was out there measuring stuff and she was like all of like ten years old and she, and she was writing these papers down about how the air quality was bad and the sound and the smell and I was just like rock on you know I was just so happy because she was so touched by that that she had her parents drive to an egg farm for her, for well, her science for a science project and she did a little report about what's wrong with the. She just sat outside one, you know, because they won't let them in, and she really, you know, came back with some reports about something about the air quality, Mm -hmm. and how things were, you know, um, you know the way it looked, and I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I wanted to sit down and talk to her, but I didn't get the whole chance to. But she really, and there was another one.
2: I can't remember what she did, but she did another site. She did another site program pro, I mean, project based on something we had talked about either it was gmo or something about the food where the food comes from or something mm-hmm. so she took that to her next you know took it on to
3: for her science project for the year yeah one i think the, the boy with the bees he wanted something about mm-hmm. feeding of corn syrup oh right he was gonna yeah versus versus real food what did that one
2: he did that yeah he, uh, he did he
3: yeah he did
1: the experiment, and the other guy wanted to do diesel but then dad died so yeah so <clears throat> he was he He won first place but he did Yeah, he won first place he made his own biodiesel yeah Yeah. so So
2: it's good to see the kids and they were so close to you know to be good neighbors like that you know it works for us yeah and the kids always
3: called every time they would see dad because they would cross we have them those two schools one next to us one across the street so they often cross the street and they would see dad hi farmer d so it was always farmer d he was always farmer d so
2: There goes a uh, avocado.
4: <laughs> uh, and the they
1: don't think the kids are paying attention, but they had the one even with the before the after-school program, we had the kids do the dad would take them around. Mm-hmm. The and remembered. Then years later, they come back and say, I remember that plant was them verbena mm-hmm. and you are sitting there.
4: <laughs> they were <laughs> actually... personal. Well, the well, like, in listening. junior high now and yeah. they
1: are like, She was oh. in junior high. Yeah, she went from pre-K or yeah, kindergarten
2: she's like, to... Could, could, you know, we're like, you can give the tour I then. think dad was because sat there and he started laughing because the little girl, girl was going around saying, he's like, you get the t- You get the tour. You remembered everything.
1: You just think, like, I mean, incredible. not saying they don't pay attention, but, but you don't no. think.
2: No, they, they, remember.
1: they
2: remember. And they remember the class. Like, oh, I remember when you came to my fourth grade class and we made the jam. We well, talked about the pioneers. <laughs> I was like, oh, right. <laughs> what did I say?
1: The <laughs> remember being a girl. I think yeah. that was the name of Nicknamed her because she just remembered a Lamborghini, but years later. Mm-hmm.
3: And then, you know what's funny? We have some kids that come back to the Forum to the Table. They sign up again, mm-hmm. and you're actually teaching the same class, and you're just kind of like, and they just enjoyed it so much. They mm-hmm. want to come back. Mm-hmm. And also, like, I remember it distinctly because with the chickens, they're like, oh, that's, you know, Adele, and then where's Lucy? And it was just like... You guys just come into the after school just to have fun, right? You're not really actually coming No, the first, and the first thing they tell me
2: when I go to the school to pick them up, hey, Miss Annie's, what are we going to eat today? I know. What are we going to eat today? Uh, <laughs> so we have to always make up something to okay. eat. Okay.
1: But even back when the, the neighborhood kids would come over, and they had uh, they would walk the front yard and say we lived in a jungle. Mm-hmm. What are they talking about? You know, because you say, it's not a jungle. Then you realize you stoop down and you go on their level. Everything was this hot, and they were this hot. So they would, and they said, the front yard's a jungle. It's "It's not a jungle. But you stoop down to their level, and that's all they could see. And and it was pretty neat, because then years later, they come back, and they remember exactly what they saw or what they learned. Paying attention. We grew up that way, so... Sort of spoiled
3: You mean the Tom Sawyer school <laughs> where we, we would be walking and everybody came down because they thought it was fun? <laughs> Can I plant? Can I plant? We're like, okay, here you go. And it's like they all wanted to work in the yard, the kids in the neighborhood. So it was almost like Tom Sawyer, you just painting. We'd paint the house and the kids all wanted to paint the house.
1: Yeah, with the, one, the other one we had. Uh obstacle course, bicycle obstacle course, and then we did tunnels and Yeah, back
2: well, when you had the tunnels. <laughs> well no, some of the, and I said, when we had the, volu- when we have volunteers, some of these, some of these kids never held a hammer or yeah, so to them they're learning like, you know, s- skills that...
1: Oh, yeah, the Brazilian that, guy combined. Yeah, I believe
2: he uh, he, uh, he spent the summer here. A Brazilian, so
3: Brazilian teenager spent the summer here, and then he, um,
1: not here, but yeah, once a we, week.
3: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, a couple times a week, and you know, he was a, he was a capable kid. But when I you know met him and he, he was going to pretty much work with me because I needed to get some stuff done. I, I did ask him. I said, "Have you used tools?" And he was like, "No," but he's willing to learn. So, you know, showed him how to use a power drill and you know That's how to cool. use a hammer, and we put together stuff. And you could just see him. He was just having the time of his life. I think he's 19. And so here I was teaching him how to screw stuff and how to. You know, put together stuff and use a saw, and you know how to. I showed him how to cut the line and use a saw, and then his aunt, who he had come out here to visit his aunt, uh, you know, he goes home, and his aunt said that it completely changed his
2: life around. Mm
3: -hmm. He went from drifting around Brazil, you know, not knowing what to do, to think he's on a goat farm now.
2: (laughs) Yeah,
3: (laughs) he's on a goat farm. He lives
2: on. He lives on a farm now, and and he's you know, yeah, passionate Facebook about soil.
3: Well. Yeah, and he, uh, compost and he hooked paint. up with somebody else who kn- knew us in Brazil. <laughs> he's like, I'm on this phone with this guy and who follows you me. and he knows you. And it's like, I've got my friends. I'm like, all right.
1: But they, because he was big shot because he'd been here. Right yeah, now. He,
3: then he became big shot because he had been here. So <laughs> they hired him.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Those are good stories. That's what keeps like, Oh,
1: so He
0: was
2: it. a good kid. I'm yeah. like, I need to feel it. <laughs> when I'm like if when I'm trying to seen,
3: yeah, yeah when I'm trying to hold something <laughs> up and screw up I'm like where's Philippe? I need him to hold the other hand <laughs>
1: yes. that last summer right That yeah,
3: was last yeah, it was summer, last summer. Yeah. he was yeah' it
2: was good he, did help, he helped with a lot of things.
3: That. It was the night how he learned you can just mm-hmm. see we went from never really handling tools to being capable and now mm-hmm. working on a farm so.
2: mm-hmm. just a couple of things can change people's lives. And that's why we like to show it, you know, cause we know that, you know, by doing it and through, you know, the good and the bad and the ugly, you know, things get done and or doesn't get done. And we, we learn from that. So, and we can share that with other people. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you say so. you say so. Huh? In theory. In theory. <laughs> <laughs> so what's coming up? What's next week? So what do we got planned for next week? Any, I, mean, I know we have some guests coming up, probably on the show. Um, we'll probably announce those um, musical guests and and local local chefs, company, local chefs and food Arties. companies probably. And and we'll take um, answer questions too too. So whenever questions we see um, popping up, we'll try to address those and uh, share well, more stories. Hopefully well, some recipes. Problem.
1: Yeah, that's
2: oh, The pomegranates are blooming early this
1: year? No, they're just blooming oh, along okay.
2: the way. That one's loaded. It's going to have a lot of pomegranates. Oh, and then the to-do list, what do we want to improve, make improvements to the homestead. So there's um, the worm bin. What else do we have? We want to do... So it's oh, coo- some more raised beds, right?
1: Yeah, we'll do that. Not Take efficient. out some more containers, but... And get some... Uh, Rock dust and stuff like that to fix up. What are you looking
3: at? The soil supplements. You you said the other day how many years?
1: Yeah, if you look at this, basically it's been very little input since the last five years. Outside input. So it's fish fertilizer and uh, For
3: how many years?
1: Five years. Mm-hmm. That's basically what we use.
3: So when it's produced?
1: So. Well the drought was rough. Mm-hmm. just got pass the note. Should I say it? No. no. Speak up.
2: The thing is, they were asking you like the input. So you said, what well, was it? Rock dust and what else? And well, in the
1: past five years it's basically been a little bit of fish fertilizer every couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rain is what helped us out mm-hmm. this year.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, every couple of years we had rock dust or try to memorize the soil. So guano, are you going to
4: need guano?
1: Not anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, it's very, very simple what we've been adding or mm-hmm. not adding the past couple of years ago.
2: Well, the, chicken, the chickens and ducks help because all that soil that yeah, we that take out... Yeah,
1: goes to potted plants. Yeah,
3: so.
2: that's soil in the next year. So. So if you had, if you could
3: buy something for, like, if you wanted to improve, what would, yeah, we'll what would be on your wish list
2: of, the, of inputting it into the garden?
3: Well, yeah, rock huh.
1: does have every couple of years. We have to do that yeah. because it wears out. But I
2: think you wanted a greenhouse too, like, like a walk-in greenhouse. Where are you gonna put for it? What?
1: Fish farming.
2: <laughs> fish farming. I don't know. Put, you yeah, wanted to do to fish it. farming. Is either. there land to put it on? Well, not a, like a, like a like a six by four between the two orange trees. I'm trying to figure out where it's going mm-hmm. out there. Know. There's always space for something.
1: Yeah, it was fish farming we thought of, and then that would keep the water hot mm-hmm. than we did before. Or a big one, 8 by, it was 8 by 12 on Craigslist, 10 by 12 on Craigslist, 10 by 20 on Craigslist. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just don't feel comfortable growing in the greenhouse yet. It's mm-hmm. a whole different, mm-hmm. it's whole different ball, ball game. It's a whole pollination, bugs. If you have it in, enclosed, there's no, you're keeping Natural all the, you're keeping, yeah. yeah, you're keeping, they
3: usually put fans, right?
1: Yeah, you're keeping bad bugs out, but you're also but keeping, you're keeping good the bugs. good bugs out. So you have issues with pollination and then also with bugs. If you get bugs in there, they just multiply <laughs> like crazy. So, but. any
2: bugs yet that you spotting?
1: Pretty no, good so far. Pretty good. Yeah, so far no bagrada yet, but it's warming up. You yeah, um, got
2: it, I changed it. <laughs>
3: the, lady,
1: I mean, the ladybug's caught up with this aphid. We used to have aphids a couple weeks ago.
2: They're in that patch over there. What did you plant? That clover? They love that clover patch or something. The ladybugs?
1: That one, the ladybugs? Yeah, the ladybugs yeah, love like that. that. I just tried that. I don't know if you can use the clover leaves. No, well, you so. know
2: what I'd like to see? You know, if you said you can't grow anything under the guavas because of the trees, that would be nice carpet.
1: Yeah, but you have to water it.
2: I know. Still, if it
1: was raining, I'd say do juice it. it and drink it. But what I'd want to see is the flowers. I think the... Okay. If you can get the clover. It's supposed to be a mammoth, the red clover.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: flowers are supposed to be nice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's a new thing. I just... think I can eat the leaves, but I haven't tried it in salary. Um,
2: Any new vegetables you're going to plant this year? Because what was it? You... We planted some new things. Last year? Or was it last year?
1: Yeah, that cucumelon. Oh,
2: cucumelon, see? You tried that. Everybody oh, loved the, it. Yeah, they loved that. You tried that
3: new thing, everybody loved
1: it. The, the bartenders it. loved it. <laughs> it's mini, miniature cucumbers, it's like the size of a bullet. And it was like... Like so
2: gherkin-ish. Yeah. yeah, we sell it
3: to this. Baby, Mexican baby, gir- yeah. baby. This,
1: I mean, this private like bartender the pill, lady. The hillside. The thing is, the whole they all came back and they all germinated. The whole, the whole bed is Saw It's covered. all
2: cucumelons?
3: Yeah. Well, tell, tell her. No, oh, you want know, to
1: I'm saying they.
2: They just self They self-deceive. Who soft, do you, you think they'll come through to see? Yeah, they, they like have crossed it. Or anything. They there was, crossed.
1: Nothing, there was nothing they should have crossed it. But, yeah.
2: Everybody loves those cucumbers. Yeah. Anything new this year, though? Oh, you You got some. You got fish mint. Mm-hmm. You got yerba mate. Or yerba buena. Oh, we and you bought that thing from the nursery. What's that?
1: Um oh, it's not mate? No. Oh,
2: is it yerba mate? Yeah, you did get yerba mate. Really.
1: What's the low-growing
2: one you it Oh, there's a your Buena. There's a Yorba Buena, Your Mate, and a fish,
3: Fishman. You know? oh, fish mint. and then,
1: yeah. Just tried a bunch of miniature roses, too. Oh,
2: and miniature
3: roses, yeah. Where oh, you yeah, can
1: plant those. Oh palm tree area? Oh, well, like those aren't new.
3: We've always had miniature roses. Just had to replace it's them. It's
1: been a It's been a couple of years since we yeah. had good ones, but...
3: We had to replace them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's some summer flowers. But
2: you have to keep the cafe and they're worried about flowers in the summer.
1: The Miracles, mm-hmm. Spashbugs, and... What is, is it? Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. The edible flowers. The one cafe they were selling them to, they've gone from one box a week to two boxes a week. Now they're almost three boxes a week of edible flowers. They're putting them on everything, so... And people love them. And they here. have a lot. And they have a lot, so... And when they last... Well, because there's been other
3: vendors. Um, we've been in what edible flower business for what? 25 years. 25 years. Yeah. And so it was a lot of trial and error of figuring out how to pack them and how to keep them to last. Mm-hmm. And dad always had this perfectionism thing where every flower that went in was almost perfect. And so, one, this one, lot. yeah, this one client that I knew, she was, she, you know, they thought honestly they thought we sold all our flowers they didn't think we had any to sell to them so they went to another vendor. vendor and i saw these flowers and i was just like they're not gonna last they were just so horribly packed and they looked like heck but they used them so they were cheaper they were cheaper and they used them and then i didn't say anything and then um she asked She was like oh these flowers are not doing they're just so bad and and everything and they throw away half of them she was like we really she wish you could buy your flowers and i said oh we have them she was like i thought you sold them i said no we we have enough to supply you and so she bought our flowers and then been hooked ever since because she said even though other vendors were cheaper she says would use like a quarter of the box and have to toss them. We use all of yours. Mm-hmm. I mean, so you your really higher cheap, price, really cheap but one? was it really cheaper? Mm-hmm. So she she no actually waste. recognized that she had no waste. So she paid for a higher price for a higher quality product that she could use all of it. And actually not reuse them, but sometimes they'll put them like in, in the um, display. Like if there's like a bunch of cupcakes, they put them on the plate around the cupcakes, and then they put them in the box back at night, and they put them out again in the morning. I mean, they'll last like a week like that. So she, they could not do that with the other ones. So they would do, um,
1: Here We put ourselves out of bed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so. Oh, another thing was, it was Justin's birthday last week. Uh, <laughs> next, next was bitter, question, was bit- <laughs> next question. No, but you posted something on Facebook. It was uh, bittersweet. Yeah. yeah you, everybody said it was very well wi- written.
1: Yeah. It sort of hit me last night. So probably, you guys can read it on uh, uh no The first one without dad, so basically it. that's what I said. Um, it was it just hit me that thirty eight years I had that, and now I don't. So what's wrong? Nothing. Did I miss something?
2: No. No, we're trying to read your Facebook thing. So. I was trying to read your Facebook thing, but... <laughs>
1: Uh-oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, well, you can read it. It's there.
2: Here we are. We're sitting, and we're supposed to be like low-tech, and, and we're all looking at our cell phones.
1: But you have to explain why that happened. No, it
2: helps. No, it does help. For no, orders because... and stuff like that, and, and keeping track of people. So, no, it's it's a good thing. Uh, it's a tool. It's a tool. It
1: depends on how you use mm-hmm. it. Yeah,
2: a, you're gonna we read it, to. or you to. First, oh, so so you're into it. You can read it, does You're the one that read it. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you're I the know.
1: one that wrote it. I'm trying. Let me find it.
2: And everybody thought your cute picture was adorbs.
1: You gotta delete that other one though. That one's that one's overused. So it says, posted last night, 11 o'clock." I've never really been into birthdays and the celebrations, in part because I feel I didn't actually do anything. Yes, I was born on April 28, 1978, but I can't take any credit for it. The past few months have been rough to say the least. I've been mostly in survival mode, and I have been successful in just keeping busy, mainly trying to avoid facing the reality that Dad is really gone.
2: Today, the fact has finally hit me that this was actually my first birthday, in a sense, the first one without my dad. Jules Zerbe is the man who responsible for bringing me into this world. Just want to say, thanks dad for everything.
3: We're all going to face our first birthdays without Dad. Mine's in a month.
2: I don't know if we can say anything after that.
3: <laughs> yeah, I guess we got asked what we're going to do. Beside the, the, the people I went out to the beach with. Right they're like what's gonna happen now so we are figure it out <laughs> Yeah sometimes yeah. I do think about like I'll come back from something and want to tell Dad something Just, and they don't. Or he's back to see him somewhere. And then we also Justin and Dad look so much alike. So it's often you walk in the yard and you just like, and then I just kind of turn around and leave. You know, it looks like dad in the yard stooped over sometimes. So it's been a little hard on my know.
2: I think they say, they say it gets easier, but I'm not so sure about that. And we had a lot of deaths this year. It wasn't just dad. I mean, we lost a lot, close friends, three, three major, two, Close friends and dad, so three major sudden deaths. Sorry, four because it the couple, it was a couple. So four. It's not been
4: easy.
3: A lot of. Yeah, talked to dad about a lot of stuff that was happening in the news or like oh, something I'd like read on the internet. And so I find myself saving these things, you know, oh, I want to talk to dad about that. And then I'm just like, oh,
2: okay. I've stopped making certain things. Like, just because it's too, you know, like Saturday was always- Pancake morning. Pancake morning. Kinda not, kinda hard Friday to go Friday night back ice pan- cream and Saturday <laughs> night pancakes this has not happened. it ha- Hasn't happened in the last four months, so. Kinda, I mean, it changed. Things change, so. Yeah. And I think we
3: have a um, supposedly uh, a media coming out
0: yeah. mid-May
3: and, and it's, a first major media. it's a first major media that we're gonna have to handle without Dad. Because usually it's like Dad would sit down and talk to them about philosophy and everything and we'd do all things on the side. And, and I was just thinking about, oh, I'm gonna have, we're gonna have to step in that role you know because it's like the first major media since dad and and you know to actually impart the philosophy and the vision to to the person interviewing usually it was like dad was so good at it
2: well he's articulate
3: yeah he was he was his teacher so he was so good at it and he was so good at it that i would record him talking to the media people I'd get a little recorder and I'd stick it next to him because I would never get the footage back from the media but I would record it.
1: The, the, raw. the
3: raw you know, I would never get the raw things that dad said that was so amazing. I would just stick a recorder next to him and and record it because he would what he would be talking to the people about and but I was thinking about that this week, about oh, you know, dad's not gonna be there to talk to them about it, so that yeah. one's gonna be a little tough because that's gonna be the first, you know. Big filming. Yeah,
1: we have to do any volunteers? No. <laughs> you didn't do it yeah,
3: because we're all kind of stepping into the role that Dad had, and now it's like nobody's stepping into the role that we have behind us. So we have to do both roles now.
1: Yeah, it was just a fam- a family farm. You lose anybody, it's going to be a setback. And it was uh,
2: family farm. No, a family. Family, family business. farm and a family business yeah, so and a family operation. So it's like three, four,
3: you know, one man yeah. was like, like, you know, like four major losses and one man, you
1: know. Yeah, it's a miracle we're still in business.
3: <laughs> but we're all stepping into the roles that dad held and it's a little bit, you look behind you and you're like, where was where's the me for me <laughs> you know because we would all like kind of do like if dad wanted to go speak I'd you know set up everything and do all this or like record him and now I'm just like you know you got to do this role and that role and, and okay. it's a little hard now
1: but dad wasn't camera shy we were camera shy <laughs>
3: still camera <He> don't dad <laughs> dad hated cameras but he could he was good
2: at it he was good at it he yeah. could do it yeah. still not comfortable in front of a camera
1: podcast okay <laughs>
2: That's why I love podcasts. Didn't <laughs> <see you>. <laughs> Perfect.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just tough losing anybody at a, at that level, and then trying to step up or can't be replaced. So just trying to fill up, fill in.
2: And we'll probably um, one of the couple of the podcasts will be the memorial at least the speaking part which a lot of people from the community came in and city officials and some couldn't it. make it and they want yeah, to hear it so so. people want to hear it so we'll make sure that's available at least to hear and what was said about that because there was some really special uh, special words said about from the people that uh, what, what it,
1: so. we did was we some of the steps we've taken a streamline cut out some of the things that didn't work out, mm-hmm. business side, farm side, more personal side,
2: just, I mean not more efficient but more, I um, mean it doesn't say streamline, yeah, streamline but no, it's just like cutting is, out the extra just cutting or just no we, we're not able to handle it anymore so just kind of have to go, had to downside. Go. yeah down downside,
1: downside. Down. Uh, going
3: to evolving more efficiency, a,
2: evolving to another, we always had to evolve, last six years was a huge evolving
1: I hate to say downsize, but we did yeah. have to downsize, and we're trying to get back up to speed, yeah. but, um, we hope the podcast helps out a little bit. There was, a
3: uh, bit. Yeah. I was talking to a friend of mine who, you know, knows all the people we lost, and she said one of, the, one of the gentlemen we lost, the last one we lost, he had been talking about it. He said there was a perfect moment in time where everything was just perfect. It, we would do these hootenannies, he said that one moment, he says everything was just perfect that one time, and then moment. he called it a magical moment, in a couple years, it was just magic, and then things changed, and then he died, and so we were talking about that, how that one magical moment, and she, and she says yeah, he was saying how life is a series of just magical moments that evolve, and through the up and downs, so.
1: It won't happen again,
3: yeah. It won't yeah, happen again. It's it just well, the thing that care. you let you thank it for the time it played in your life and let it go. Well,
4: mm.
2: so the two of them were musicians, and there are their voices are on the theme
4: Rob song. Sandiford mm-hmm. and
2: Dwayne Thorne. They're on the, the theme song for the podcast, mm-hmm. so they still live They're you know, they were on mm-hmm. the recording, and they still live on through that. and and down lives on through what we're doing and but there's going to be a lot of tributes i know that it's going to be every little father's day coming up and and certain things so
1: a lot of changes though too mm,
2: because we lost rob sanford the year coming up in may 26 right before yeah. jordy's birthday they didn't want to tell her because it was going to ruin her birthday so that was that was i don't think we still recovered from that that was a shock that really hit hit us hard and then six months later dad and then four months later Dwayne Thorne so yeah. it was pretty brutal really and they're all like close I mean Dwayne spent a lot of time here was in the front yard a lot you know Jordy just said the other day what'd you say said you're sober, so.
3: yeah I know it's it's like I would come home and you know there was Dwayne just sitting in the corner of the yard somewhere and just showing up, him and Plucking Marley. Oh, yeah. well, him and Marley, just sitting in a corner, and I was just thinking, I was like, I miss seeing you know, just somebody out there, you know, him in the yard somewhere. And just realized that I won't see that again.
2: Yeah, and you know,
3: you're already did. trying to get used to your father not being around. Him and
2: they said I heard from a mutual friend of her. Him said that he told her that he, you know, we were family to him. He didn't have a family here, but. And he was like, they let me sit in their front yard and and they don't kick me out. And, and they sometimes they and feed, feed me. Feed me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how he told her. She, she recounts that story and she just said, you know, you guys are just family. And he just really, really loved you guys. And yeah, you that's, I thought I said, that's rough. That was, we lost him f- four days before dad's memorial. So
1: yeah, that I was like
2: that was pretty brutal.
1: I don't think Marley recovered from that. I don't think Marley recovered from No, Marley, 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 recovered from doing no that, so.
2: Marley has a little bit of issues. His pact is all messed up.
1: There's some behavior issues issues, so yeah, sad. It's not, it's not.
2: But we, um,
3: yeah, you just said, people have seen the changes and we just have to evolve with what is happening around us. And so the things that we did as a homestead and as a family, it's changing a bit. And I know people. You know they see it. They people don't want things to change, but you you do have to change. You do have to evolve. Like the the, the hoot nanny evolved out of a necessity. That evolved, and then we're evolving into another direction. I guess I'm not quite sure where or what at the moment, but
2: I still involved music, and I still involve farming. <laughs> I can't. Can't have one without the other. I but
3: it is sad to know that you. Uh, it, it's. And Justin brings it up often. It's just us three.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> <laughs> just us. Uh, he's like, this is it. Because um, we also, one of our volunteers, she went back to take care of her family. She was a volunteer for 10 years. And so she was almost like family. And But uh, she had to do family obligations. And, So she left as well. Um, So it was like dad and it was dad was here and she was here helping out. So we we went, you know, technically from five people down to three. And, uh, you know, she would kind of help us out when we needed it. Adoptions
2: are now considered. <laughs> uh,
4: <laughs>
2: we will adopt you. No. No. Uh, I just got Donna just wrote, so she wants to know if we were still up and taking visitors. So I said, yeah, we're in the back. So she might pop by. So okay. Just look, take, take a look out for her. Molly. would tell us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. she's riding back. Hold on.
1: we just got to figure out what to do next, so...
2: We will evolve. Right? Mm Mm-hmm. We're still here. Yeah, we're still here. (laughs) (laughs) Plugging away.
0: (laughs) Let's go down to the urban homestead, Pasadena by the freeway. Right down there on the urban homestead Jules and his family are working away Come on down to the farm and the city Back to the future, back to the plan Right down there on the urban homestead Loving the life back into the land Oh, 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 help the garden grow Singing, oh, 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 we've got to help the garden grow
2: the Urban Homestead theme song was written and recorded by Tom Fair. Thanks, Tom. We've come to the end of this show.
1: Thank you so much for joining us.
2: Be sure to tune in
3: again. Until next time, this is Annie's, Justin. Jordan. Keep, keep on growing.
0: Oh, 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 help the garden grow. Sing oh.